So, uh, that genuinely is why Love and Monsters is probably my favourite ever episode of Doctor Who. I mean, just the ending. It's really, really sad. It gets me every time. I can't help it. I love it so much. Well, well pal, pal, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to stop you there, babes, because we've got news. News? We've got news! News! Patented news segment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, what's what's this news? What's the news? I want to tell you what. So here's the tea. Mm-hmm. This is the tea, straight off the kettle, boiling, piping, absolutely scalding. Oh my god, take me to A and E. The fourteenth Doctor has been announced, bitch. Impossible. <laughs> I know. We actually have something to talk about in that- terms of news, and it's. Just exciting. I mean, that's wonderful. I didn't think we'd be recording the podcast when the 14th Doctor was announced. And then I thought that we'd be like two years into recording the podcast when the 14th Doctor was announced. Exactly. Yeah. I, I honestly thought we would get to about... I didn't think it would be our second episode of the podcast. Absolutely not. No, no, me either. I, they've, they've been nice enough to let us start, but not so far ahead that it's a break in yeah. the schedule. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but we're still going to put it out. I think it, we, we really just want to discuss this casting choice. I'm... Yeah. Damn. Damn. I, I mean, let's say where we both were when the news came out. I think that would be interesting, because we were both in very different scenarios, weren't we? Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's possible for two of us to be in any two extremely different situations. Um, yeah. I mean, actually, my I was, it was very nice. I was I was just at home. I, <laughs> I was waiting to go to work. I sat in I sat in my armchair like an old man. Um, yeah. With, with my two housemates, sort of just sitting there talking, doing work. I was sending off a CV. I opened up Twitter and someone had shared a photo of Shooty in a very colourful shirt, and um, they were sort of implying that it would be a good doctor look. And I thought, okay, that's okay. Like like it had already been confirmed. And then obviously I saw the Instagram post. I was like, oh, the Instagram post of the yeah. the two hearts and the blue box. I was like, okay, right. So something's definitely afoot. But uh, companion, writer, villain, who knows? I'm not going to get overly excited. And I closed. I went and followed him immediately on Instagram um, and liked Russell T. Davis's comment. And then just like closed my phone, finished off sending my CV, watched my housemate get frustrated at Lego Harry Potter, and then. <laughs> Like fifteen minutes later, reopened Twitter and it was just all over the, yeah, you know, is the Doctor Who official announcement like on the Twitter page, and I just went, oh, really cool. I told my two housemates who sort of only preliminary care about Doctor Who, and they sort of went, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, who is he? I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> but it, yeah, no, it, that's absolutely not what happened to me. I was. <laughs> So I was actually going to... So I went to my parents' house because they have a garden. And, um, <laughs> you know, we love, we love, we love that. We love, we love the luxury of having a garden. And um, I went there, I sat down. I remember I was on my phone, on TikTok, because... You always why are. Why wouldn't you Because yeah. I always am. And then I turned it off. I went and had some food. I came back. I opened Instagram, I believe. And I remember seeing a picture of Shooty on my phone. And I was like, Shooty, because I'm a fan of sex education. I know who Shooty is. I love Shooty so much. And I saw a photo of him on my Instagram and I was like, oh, he's probably just posted something or whatever. Um, And then I actually saw who posted it and it said the Doctor Who official Instagram. And I was like, what? Hold on, hold on. And then I, and then I read the caption and I was like, oh, hold on a fucking minute. And then I went on... Russell T Davies's uh, page and saw the two hearts and the blue box emoji thing, and then I went to you immediately and I saw your message that said verbatim, "Bestie, please," because you were trying to get in contact with me. You were like, "Yeah, like, look, I, knew, I knew you were look busy." At the thing. That was the first thing I did was screenshot everything I could. Oh, I, I sent you the emoji post first. Then, obviously, when it got confirmed, I then sent you the confirmation, and then was just sending loads of exclamation marks trying to get your attention. I thought if I message you enough, you might just be like, "What? What? What? What do you want?" I'm like, what do you want? Freaking out because yeah. the 14th Doctor's in <laughs> I literally, like, I was freaking out. And then I went on Twitter and, do you know what? We're going to get into fan response. We're going to get into that. 
I'm thankfully on the correct side of the internet. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. I'm on the good side of the internet. I didn't see a single negative thing yesterday about Shooty's announcement. I did not see a single negative thing. What about you? No, actually, I'm I'm sort of very, very involved in Doctor Who Twitter. Or as in, I follow a lot of people on Doctor Who Twitter, you know, they don't even know I exist. But I'm very involved in Doctor Who Twitter and all of the response from... Like, fans was very, very positive. Any negativity I saw, it was a lot of people sort of clapping back at it rather than me just seeing negativity in the wild, um, which was very nice. Right. Um, I, I've not seen Sex Education. I've seen the first couple of episodes, and it wasn't necessarily for me. I might probably watch it now. But I knew who Shooty was. I couldn't have told you his name, but I recognised him. Um, and I think he's... I think it's a pretty good choice because I realised that we've been like I don't know who this guy is sounds a bit sort of negative you know I was actually very yeah. excited I think it's a very very good choice the only yeah. the only negativity I encountered was actually someone in person um, and their heart was in the right oh. their heart was in the right place but their sort of their implication initially was that uh, you know it was it was ridiculous to go from having a woman as the doctor to having a man again as the doctor. Which obviously completely eradicates yeah. any of the sort of marginalised aspects of who Shooty is as a person. Um, well, here's the thing. I think it's important to also know that we found out yesterday. So the the, the date today is... Oh, hold on. Hold on. What's the date today? Um, <laughs> it is the 9th of May. So it's the 9th of May. It was released on the 8th of May. We're recording the day after just to put... A definitive date on what on on this, by the way. So the fact that you've already had an in person encounter is actually quite interesting. Mm. Uh, so close to the announcement. Well, we were just talking about because I was excited, and so their their response wasn't so even necessarily negative. It was just a kind of eye roll. Why have another man take the role? Um, right. And then they did back. They did back down. I was like, well, you know, he's. A person of colour and he's like unapologetically very queer. Well, here's the thing. I looked into this. We actually don't know. He's never specifically spoken about his sexuality. Really? Which is interesting because a lot of people have said this. Yeah. I do think he's a, he has he has an innate campness to him. Yeah, but, that but I do think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that is interesting actually because because I I you know I again I don't know a lot about him beyond that role. Well, yeah, no, I would say most people think that because of sex education, because in sex education, he plays an extremely, extremely gay man. So, yeah. But there was a lot of yeah, yeah. official official write-ups and official pieces yesterday that were calling him, yeah, like the first openly um, you're queer doctor. Or, yeah, the first so openly... I don't blame you for, yeah, I don't blame no. you for thinking that because, yeah. But it's very strange that, yeah, the, the, the like newspapers can do write-ups like that without even doing their research. Yeah, exactly. I'm, they want to get the story out first. Yeah. I'm merely a humble podcaster. I'm not the Daily Mail. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're definitely not the Daily Mail. No, no. God, no. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I mean, listen, I mean, we might as well just talk about the feed, you know, what fans say when a doctor's announced or a companion's announced. Like, the, like, you know, the reception from the fans. I'd say, like I said, I didn't see a single negative thing yesterday. And a lot of people would say, well, isn't that just, uh, isn't it important to have different opinions and like being right and wrong? And it's like, well, no, I think what it is, is that someone has been cast in this role. We've not seen them in this role yet. We should be as positive as possible, I think. Yeah. Now, bearing that in mind, bearing all of that in mind, I think we are going to touch on when all the other Doctors were announced in the past and kind of like how this one was announced, because it was very different. Um, when Capaldi was announced, for example, I was disappointed. I was. I remember that day when that um they did that special broadcast show. Oh yeah, God yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember I I sat down and I was tuned in. I was on Tumblr with all my Tumblr girlies. Just we were waiting for the news, and again we'll talk about the Tumblr days much later on. We don't need to get into that now. We don't need to you know, scar any of you this early on. Or me. Um, or you, because I, yes, we don't want to do that. But yeah, I remember he came out and I just thought, an old white man, that's inspired choice, isn't it? <laughs> like straight up, that is what I thought. I'm sorry. Like, 
And don't get me wrong, I, and you know, it, it, it will become evident when we get to his episode that he's not my favourite Doctor. He isn't. Mm. I love Kavita Capaldi as a person. Can I just say that now? Like, I think he's a ray of sunshine and he is the, he is the granddad I never had. I love him. I will defend him till the ends of the earth. His doctor, not so much. You see, I I was so not involved in Doctor Who when that happened. So I didn't even watch that oh, yeah. TV special at all. Yeah. Like, I just wasn't watching the show. I didn't care anymore. Um, which, again, yeah. we'll get into when we get to those episodes. Yeah. In retrospect, having seen that, like, like I've only seen that TV special now knowing that Peter Capaldi played the 12th incarnation of the Doctor and that it's kind of fact now and it's like cemented in place. So now when I see bits in that special, I'm like, that's that's really cool. I love Peter Capaldi as a person. It's really awesome to see like a, an audience lose their minds at this like rock star entrance for yeah. a, a sort of grumpy Scottish man in his 50s. You know, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. But I think I would have, if I cared about the show at the time, I would have been disappointed because it was definitely the time when a lot of fans and outlets and pundits were clamouring for more representation um, yeah. in the lead. And, I mean, even then, it didn't really... You know, the only... I don't know. I Oh, God, I could get... In, I'm not going to get into Moffat bashing. I was going to say that he didn't bother until <laughs> Bill in Series 10, and even then, she's only a companion. Um, yeah. You know, but it's... I think... Yeah. Uh, I can understand being disappointed, especially because Moffat has the baggage of doing Curse the Fatal Death, which has, obviously... The first, you know, it has a black doctor in it and it has a female doctor in it uh, as gags, but, you know, they are there. So I think a lot of people expected him to make a, a doctor that was a woman. And yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think now coming into this, I mean, this isn't the first black doctor. We need to remember that. Like a lot of people have been saying it and I'm like, hello, my, my, my girl, Joe. Let's not forget my girl, Joe Martin. And I really, really God, hope, I love her. Really hope that Shooty gets more. I mean, he he will because of Russell Davis, but I hope he gets more material, more time, more backstory than Ruth Doctor has because Joe Martin is wonderful, and I mean she should be in it so much more than she is. She should be in it so much more, and and I think what I was gonna say was like, in, uh, you know, he's not the fir first Black Doctor, but he is. You know, we we Joe's Doctor, like as much as I love her, she wasn't an actual. She is an actual doctor, don't get me wrong, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not a doctor doctor. She's not on a lot of merch. She's not, like, she's not the face of the show. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's going to... I just think, in terms of, like, this casting choice... I mean, again, I know Shooty. I'm, I'm an active fan of Sex Education. I love that show to death. I just think he has the comedic value. He's hilarious. In, there's a lot of scenes that just I mean sex education is a comedic show but it deals with a lot of very serious issues and he handles those issues so spectacularly well so like I said all we can base our opinions on at the moment is what we've seen of him so far and again bearing that in mind I think I want to kind of get into how the other doctors were kind of announced right so like Jodie I'm not going to go in order because we don't do things in order <laughs> we're not boring no, um, it's also there's a lot of you know, one, two, like four and five, all just being like newspaper clippings because exactly. it was in the past. Yeah, I'm going to mainly talk about nine onwards, I'd yeah. say, because that's, yeah, the rest have just been basically newspaper clippings and um, announcements on like Blue Peter and things, which I just, I'm sorry, no. Um, <laughs> um, nothing wrong with Blue Peter. Hold on, hold on. I don't want to bash Blue Peter. Let's, yeah. let's not get it twisted. Hey, hey, are we gonna come to? Are we gonna come to blows, Elliot? I'll get you a blue Peter badge for your birthday. I, I would, I would, I would cry of happiness. <laughs> really and truly, I would. Um, but yeah, so Jodie, I want to talk about quickly. I remember when Jodie's doctor was announced. Right, it was like an event, fully. Mm. Like it was like after Wimbledon. Oh well, no, it was a week before. There was like video clips going. You know. The, 40th, the 30th Doctor's coming, you know, the announcement's coming and all of that. And then it was like, after Wimbledon, tune in, we're going to reveal the Doctor. Did I watch the whole of Wimbledon? Absolutely fucking not. I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. Um, I remember I just like, tuned into the last 10 minutes, so I, like, I didn't miss anything. And I remember it 
you know, that that video came up of someone walking through a forest and I was like, okay. And then it was the shot of the eyes. We went, oh, hang on, I think this is, well, this is a female presenting person anyway. So that's interesting. And then the hood comes down and you see Jodie Whittaker and I lost my shit. I, I quite frankly lost my shit because one, it's a woman. Oh my God, they did it finally. I mean, it's been what, long enough? Yes. And I really, lo- I was a fan of Broadchurch. So I knew who she was and I knew she was an incredible actress. So I was like, oh my God, great. And then you get that horrible, um, what's the word? I don't know what the VFX term is. Is it like composite? Not composite. That They put that, basically a 2D TARDIS in the woods that looked so shit. Yeah. And I was like, I know exactly what photo that's from because I used to have it as my wallpaper background on my computer when I was younger. You didn't even try, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, even I could probably do a better job of putting the TARDIS in there. But anyway, that's by the way. Whatever. That, yeah. Um, and then all of the the fan response was the most mixed I'd seen, I think. Mm. Because obviously, oh my God, a woman. Ah, uh, you know. Um, I think, again, I'm on. I'm usually on the right side of the internet. So I don't see anything misogynistic or sexist most of the time. Um and a lot of like the Doctor Who people that I follow were just like, oh my God, yes, finally, yes. And it was quite positive. I, I It was quite interesting though, the fact that they decided to do it like after Wimbledon. Like, what was that about? That was the most random thing. I right? just, I don't even, I, again, I really can't remember the, the time because I wasn't watching the show. Yeah. But I'm really glad this one wasn't an event because I just, the problem is, Doing it, it was important with thirteen because, like you said, it's the first, the first female doctor. But doing it uh, like an event thing like that, everybody gets so excited, everybody gets to, and it's never going to be who you want, and it's going to be someone that you may have heard of or may have seen in that one thing that time. It's going to be a sort of relatively unknown British actor. It's not going to be, and I would hate all these choices, but it's never going to be a Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not going to be a Tom Hiddleston. You know, I mean, I'd rather die than see them no. in the TARDIS, but that's, you know, if you're doing, <laughs> like, the post-Wimbledon special video announcement, that's what people expect. They expect this, like, huge name, and it's just going to be someone who's on, like, an ITV drama, and you go, well, they were relatively good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, I'd never heard of Jodie Whittaker, because I'm really bad at watching TV. Doctor Who's the only TV yeah. I watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd heard of Broadchurch, yeah, but I was like, I've never actually seen it. So I didn't know who she was, but uh, that means it doesn't mean I can't be excited. Yeah. But it does mean that I was like, oh, this is kind of the same thing this time. It's like, oh, cool choice. Don't know who they are or what they do. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, this announcement was the most different because... It was literally, literally, we were all minding our business on our on a Sunday afternoon. It was like early afternoon, I think. Literally, I, and everyone was just literally minding their business. And then you open your phone, and it's there on Twitter and Instagram. Crazy. I wonder if. I wonder if somebody got a hold of the story. Uh huh. Because there was the Baftas, and Ross T Davis was on the red carpet with Shooty, and there was lots of fuss made about it. The Baftas. And I wonder if it was maybe meant to be revealed at the BAFTAs. Yeah. And maybe someone got a hold of the story and they just had to... Well, they had to do it with... I I don't know which Doctor it was, actually. I really don't remember. There was another Doctor, and I cannot remember for the life of me. Someone got wind of it, and then they had to release it earlier. Wasn't it Tennant? It might have been Tennant, actually. Because Because I believe that there was something like... There was like basically because Eccleston hadn't announced his departure from the show. That's it. I mean, that whole and he thing wanted was... to do it. Yeah, girl. And he wanted to do it on his terms. Yeah, but like a newspaper got you know basically got a hold of the fact that it was tenant and were threatening to release it, and so like the BBC and the sort of the creative team just announced who the tenth Doctor was to get ahead of the story, but they didn't consult Chris Eccleston to give him time to yeah make any statements or anything, and I know that really upset. I mean, yeah, that yeah, whole, like Chris. I said, that whole situation is so messy. Like, I mean, now that Chris, our bestie Chris. Our best friend, fan of the podcast. Fan of Chris the podcast, Chris. If you watch, if you listen to the first episode, then you know. Um, <laughs> you know, now he's doing, like, in the last two, three years, now he's actually taking part in the fandom and, like, 
you know, taking part, he's been a lot more mouthy about what happened. Yeah. And I don't know if... I don't know how I feel about all of that. We may touch on that again at some point, but, like, I just think it's all a bit shady from, from our besties, on our besties' behalf. Like, Chris, I love you, but you're chatting a bit much. Like, there's no need to be that shady about it, you know? And, like, air air your... You don't, you don't need to air your dirty laundry to the world, you know? I don't know. Like, I don't know if... Elliot, I don't know if you've seen that clip of him at that convention where he talks about what happened with Russell and julie and all that probably but going back to the actual topic i do think yeah it was tenant was the one that had to be announced had to be announced early because someone was gonna leak that shit which sucks because it just does you know because just because the newspaper's got a story it then ruins yeah the ending of the show and it ruins i mean probably i think that's one of the straws that probably broke the camel's back in terms of Chris's relationship with everybody else because he didn't even get to leave on his terms. Yeah. And yeah, it's really sad. Just so I don't know, the fucking Daily Star or what, yeah, whatever newspaper <laughs> doesn't exist anymore could like yeah. sell some more copies that week. Yeah, exactly. And... Page one, the new doctor. Page two, some racism. Page three, a woman with her breasts out. That's exactly. What the newspapers are like in the 2000s. No, literally, they were. But. Moving on from that, I'd I'd say Tenants was the least was the least interesting because it it was mm. just a, like we said it was done out of necessity like oh we know we have to get this out before someone or whatever but I just remember I remember the like uh, I, I went back and looked at it because obviously I wasn't an active fan at the time I looked it up and it was just like a few articles here and there kind of thing. See that's the thing though for you because when you started watching you started watching a Tenant. For me, I was so young but involved in the show that I didn't even I didn't even know that Chris Ruckerson was leaving. Right, okay. I didn't really know what that was. Yeah, so my first generation. exposure to Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like my first exposure to David Tennant was him regenerating in the TARDIS at the end of Party of the Ways. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because you know, I don't know enough about the show or how the show works at that point. Yeah, I'm quite young. And yeah, it's just a new a new man there and I really liked him straight away well that's why when I said in the first episode when I was like I found out that Chris was the doctor before David I was like hang on like, what, what are you talking about what do you mean <laughs> yeah, another how doctor how does that work and then yeah. yeah but I would say in my humble opinion I think Matt Smith's announcement was the weirdest one because it's I look, so terrible. It's terrible. And I remember looking back on it, because I actually did a bit of research. I watched the incredible video essay thing, and I'll, we'll link it in the show notes, because um, it's really, really good, and it gives a really detailed account of what happened at the time when the doc- each each Doctor was announced, and I'm talking every single Doctor ever. So Is it is it Mr. Tardis? It might be. Because I think I watched the same one. I think it's like 40 minutes long. If it's not Mr. Tardis, I also watch the Mr. Tardis one. Yeah. Well, it was, about, it was about an hour or 40 minutes long, something like that. And yeah, Matt... Obviously, David was hugely popular at the time. I mean, he was, he was, he was the king. He was the goat. He was that bitch. Heartthrob. Heartthrob. Icon. Legend. Yeah. And the fact that he was being... I mean, he announced it in the interval of Hamlet during the BAFTAs. I remember that because I remember I was watching the BAFTAs and I was like, huh? Oh, so you're going to break my heart on a whatever day it was. I don't know. Like, That's a really, really interesting choice to announce that, by the way. Yeah, like in an interval of a show as well. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, taking what? another award and then just going, oh, we're returning for some specials and then... I'm gone. Those are my last, yeah. Weird, like, right? <sighs> yeah. And... Yeah, so that happened. And obviously, the speculation was... I'd say the speculation after Tenant was the maddest. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Like, I was like, damn, that is like... This is, like, insane. I mean, how do you fill those converse? How do you fill those converse? How do you ever come close to that voluminous, gorgeous, great hair? You know what I mean? And, yeah, and then they... it, it, It comes out on Doctor Who Confidential. And not even in a exciting way. It just cuts to yeah, yeah, a guy yeah. with a little title card. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like, guys, I implore you, go and watch this video essay in the show notes. It's so funny. Like, it has a clip in there because it's really hard to find that 
confidential clip, apparently. I mean, it's probably on YouTube, but they're talking about casting the new Doctor, blah, blah, blah. And then with no build-up, nothing, it's just suddenly like, boom, there's Matt Smith. And let's say a little thing in the and little thing in the bottom right hand corner that just says Matt Smith, the twelfth Doctor. Yeah, a strap, just, just a little like, name oh. strap. Matt yeah. Smith, the eleventh Doctor, and it's like the eleventh. Sorry, yeah. How dare you? Come on, get with it. Wake up. Come on, get with it. But um, yeah, oh. <laughs> um, it's too many now. It's too many now. But yeah, and I just thought I remember when it came up. I was because listen, I was young. I was like what eleven, ten when it happened. I remember I was going into year seven. I remember that. If that means anything to anyone who's from America or wherever else listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I was going into year seven and I was like already traumatic. Like, I mean, I'll get into this when we review end of time. But I was known in school as the, the Doctor Who kid. Like it was like she has issues, but she loves Doctor Who. That was like who I was known as. And I remember every day people coming up to me during the specials time being like, are you all right? because I know he's going to regenerate soon. Are you feeling okay? And then it was announced that Matt was the doctor. I flipping hated him. I was like, who are you? Who do you think you are? Get out of my face. Get out of my face. I don't ask for you. No. I was upset. Elliot, I was distraught. I was so upset. I don't know if I have any memory of knowing that he was taking over. Oh, do you not have any? Because it was very vivid for me. (laughs) Like, I knew Tennant was regenerating, but I don't remember... Knowing who the takeover was, right? Or if I did, it might have been like one of those things. But maybe he was on like the one show. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. You, okay. you know, they just do that occasionally, don't they? You yeah. know, or like yeah, mum. I mean, mum used to do. Yeah, you know, I don't have any interest in the one show. But yeah, they record bits of the one show, or like random bits of BBC News that had information about things on it that I liked. Yeah. Um, like complete tangent. I remember the, the BBC News at ten once being recorded for me, so I could watch the, like, two-minute segment they had talking about Quantum of Solace at the end of it. Oh, okay. Um, when I was excited for Quantum of Solace as, you know, a child. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened, but I genuinely don't remember. My first memory is watching him regenerate again. Yeah. I yeah. I know, I remember just... And can I just say, my opinion on Matt's casting was wrong, obviously, but I was a tiny child. I was, like, 10, 11. I oh, know, I kind of think you're right. Um, well, no, I think, well, it was, it was, it was just a fact that back then it was like, who is this guy with this weird face? His hair looks strange. He looks about 12. Like, who is this? Like, who are you? Like, who do you think you are? Get out of my face. And then, you know, slowly is, uh, but, but, but that's just a testament to how good Matt is because after the first episode of him, I was totally on board. Like, like, imagine, I'm a David Tennant girly, through and through. I did not like this new casting, was really upset about it. Watched the, the 11th hour, and I was like, no, actually, I'm on board for this. He's actually really good. Like, what does that say? Um, It says so many things, but I assume <laughs> you want me to say that it says about the power of Matt's acting and the power of Moffat's writing, but I dispute that. Are um, you not a fan of 11? I, I don't mind 11, don't like the eleventh hour. We'll leave that there because we don't want to spoil it. Subsequently, going back and watching a lot of eleven stuff, I'm, I because I wasn't part of the, I wasn't watching the show at the time, I wasn't part of the culture, I wasn't on Tumblr. Um, a lot of it kind of passes me by and all seems a bit cringe. That's fair. But that's fair. I do like, I do like his energy. Yeah. I do like him, and you know, my favorite Matt Smith series is series seven. So. Uh, and you know what? That's the tea. Yeah. I yeah. That is the tea, guys. Eleven and Clara, one of my favourite duos. Eleven and Clara right, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna stop myself because I will just carry on talking about serious Yeah, I'm not, and that's I don't not wanna, what this is about. I don't wanna roll you up. But, but yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, so that was that. Matt's announcement for me by far was the most rogue and actually shit. I, it's not good. I think they didn't do him any justice because he received the most backlash I've ever seen. Like Including yeah. from me. I was probably half of that. Little 11-year-old Damla. And I was thinking, in hindsight, you know, I think it was a good idea. Not not the announcement, but it was a good idea to go younger and, and you know, it was almost like a bit of a gamble and I think it really paid off. Um, even if my personal opinion doesn't necessarily align, I just think what it, what it did for the show and the fandom, it was an inspired choice. Yeah. What What about 
we've now done every new doctor's announcement. Mm. I mean, other than nine, but you know, that was one of those things where that was just like on the Doctor Who website, like on yeah. BBC News, you exactly. know, because it was the show didn't exist at the time. Yeah. What about what about like departure announcements? So, which obviously Chris didn't have a proper one. No. Tenant halfway during Hamlet. The, the, Hamlet. <laughs> so weird. So weird. How, and obviously Jodie Whisker, it was just it was just a news article. I remember reading that. I remember where I was when I read that. Well, yeah, I mean Chris Chibnall, for fuck's sake, right? He made a statement, like he brought out a statement, and that was it. I mean, he barely talks about the show. He he's very quiet. He's very mm. quiet. Yeah. I mean. Because I remember there being speculation that what they were going to do during... They were going to sort of talk about it during Comic-Con and then sort of nothing happened. But it was only like two months later. Yeah. And there was like a proper official announcement. Well, I can tell you who I remember like it was yesterday. I remember because, again, I was in the deep trenches of Tumblr. (laughs) If you know, you know. Okay. There was a fake article that came out from The Sun. Ew. About Mm. Matt leaving. And it was completely disputed, going, he's not leaving, whatever, done. And then literally, like, two, three weeks later, the official announcement came. So, obviously, it was, like, a leaked thing. Yeah. Um, And it was safe to say that I was sobbing quite uncontrollably, really upset. This is me when I'm, like, 15. Let's bear this in mind. I'm, like, 15, 16, and I'm, like, so distraught. I'm, like, (laughs) no, like... Peak hormones. Exactly, and I was really upset as well because I thought maybe Clara was going to leave, and I really loved Clara, so I was like, "No, I'm s- what? What's going on? Stop, stop!" Um, and then obviously it was announced that she was staying on, and I was like, "Well, okay, that's a good thing." Um, and then yeah, and then the whole Capaldi thing, but yeah, and then like Joe, like you said, Jodie's announcement of her leaving was just pfft, like an article that was just. You know. I remember where I was for that though. Oh yeah. I, I was actually, I was in, I, it was a, almost a weirdly similar situation. I was in the house that I live in now, but as a guest rather than ah, me living there. Ah, okay. And we were playing um, games and D&D and stuff with some friends. I had like a group of like four or five people around. Yeah. None of which other than one person cared about Doctor Who, but they certainly don't care about the new show. Yeah. And yeah, I just went, I was like, oh, if anybody cares, it's like Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker are leaving Doctor Who at the end of this, at the end of next year what will be this year and everyone sort of went oh and I was very happy uh, <laughs> and yeah. it sounds really bad it wasn't it wasn't Jodie Whittaker leaving it was it was the announcement that Chris Chibnall was going with her I um, I mean look look the announcements that actually upset me throughout Doctor Who the new Who era David leaving obviously Matt leaving and Karen and Arthur leaving that fucked me up whoa what a vapes Karen and Arthur. That that messed me up. I was really because I love the ponds. I absolutely adore them to the ends of the earth. I love them so much. So I was really upset about that. Peter, not so much because, like I said, I, I've never really gelled with his doctor to be honest. Um, Do you remember how it was announced that he was leaving? Because I don't. It was on a radio show. He was on the radio and he said, "Yeah, this is actually going to oh, be my." Yeah. He was like, "This is going to be my last." you know, go at the doctor. And then someone was like, oh, okay, so you're announcing that officially. He's like, yeah, I'm not coming back after this series. I remember Um, And I found out through an article, but that's how he announced it, how it was announced officially, which was a bit weird, but yeah. At least it, we heard it from his mouth, which I think was nice. I think that has a nice touch, like a personal touch. Um, yeah. And then when I found out Jodie was leaving, I found out genuinely it was the most casual thing. I was on my phone. I saw it and I just went, okay. And again, you know, we will touch on it when we get to her episodes in the future. But Chris leaving, I was more happy about. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. I don't like to be... Right, here's the thing. I just want to give a disclaimer real quick. And I will give this disclaimer time and time again. So, you know, as a creative person, I understand what goes into making a show. I understand what goes into writing a script. I'm sure you get that too, Elliot, being a writer yourself. Like, you totally appreciate that. But... And, you know, I, I have so much respect for these people, for Chris, Jodie, like, everyone who's ever worked on Doctor Who or on anything ever, like, I have so much respect for you and I look up to you in that sense. However, just personal opinion, you know, this Jodie's era just hasn't been it for me and a yeah. lot of people. It's not been it. It's not been the same level of quality. It's just... 
and I, again, I love Jodie Whittaker, like as a woman, as a person, that like, she is so positively, gorgeously lovely, and I love her so much. And like seeing her on Graham Norton when she was talking about leaving the show and how emotional she was, I was like, oh, stop it, you're making me want to cry. Like, I just, you know. Yeah. But Chris leaving for me was a very positive thing because, you know. He all. And he almost sort of seems like you know, and I I don't know this is true, but like you say, he's very quiet. I sort of I don't know. I never get the sense that he's actually enjoying his time, yeah. and maybe it's the negativity. No, but and I, I get, understand I that that must get you down. But he never seems like he actually is particularly bothered about being there. Of course, I was happier at the time because Flux hadn't come out yet, and I had I had seen I had seen series eleven and twelve. And I thought they were fine, and Flux hadn't come out, and I really enjoyed Flux, and I enjoyed Eve of the Daleks. Yeah. But there was just something in the back of my head that was just going like, oh, I don't even necessarily hate this stuff, but I can't have another five years. No. Like it's going to be another really boring. It's going to be another really boring five years if it's the same thing, but with a different yeah. actor. Um, I you know. And what? I was really happy, and I was happy for him to be able to move on and do something. I just think Chris thrives in more. In, in a different writing environment. Like, I really like Broadchurch. I think he did a phenomenal job with Broadchurch. Like, he is so good at writing crime television. Like, he is so good. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just think, in terms of, like, so what was the finale called in series 12? Is oh, it... The Timeless Children. Yeah, The Timeless Children. Spoiler alert, I absolutely hate that episode so much. I think it... Let's not go there. I'm not going to go into it. But I really, quite frankly, despised it for many reasons. Mm. I'm sure you know the main reason. You know, Loki just changing oh, yeah. Doctor Who canon like it's that like like it's like it's nothing. But whatever. Let me not get into it. So after that, I was like, yeah, we need to we need to go to a different writer. And then obviously it was announced that Russell was coming back, and it felt like we'd actually died and come back to life because it was. I remember. Th- I remember that day. I was putting shopping away. Yeah, and we we, um, we we went crazy, didn't we? Yeah, because I, I sent it to you again with my patented three exclamation marks when I sent big news. Yes. Um, and yeah, <laughs> and I I still have I still have and you know I listen listen to occasionally if I need sort of the feeling good. I have voice notes of you crying. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally guys like when I say maybe maybe I'll insert one for the absolute yeah, shits and yeah. gigs. They're quite easy to dig up, I guess. I'll just have to search in the conversation. Um, yeah. But I was literally like, I was, I was literally crying. Well, obviously he's going to start writing for the new Doctor, whoever that may be. Oh my God! Are we? I don't know what to say. Eddie, I'm really emotional about this. I actually don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I really, I would call you right now, but I'm at work and my boss is about to come in, so I can't. But I need to breathe. I need to breathe. Oh my god. Because, oh, guys, you don't even know. Like, literally, Russell, my girly, my girly Russell. I, you know, I'm a tortured gal. I'm a Doctor Who gal. I'm an It's a Sin gal. I'm an everything Russell gal. Like, I love Russell. And it just. The thing is, we'd like literally just come off It's a Sin. It had just been announced that that Chris Chibnall was leaving. And we were like, oh, you know, that's cool. We're going to get a new showrunner. And everyone's like, oh, who's the new showrunner going to be? And then not only... It was... It was It was uh, my Russell. dad. It was my actual so father. Good. Our father. Our father. Yeah. Rusty Davis. Exactly. And I just... Yeah. So good. And then, you know, <laughs> bringing it back to Shooty, beloved Shooty... I think, I mean, I'm actually really curious to know, did you have any guesses as to who the new Doctor would be? Because I was, like, convinced it was going to be, like, maybe like one of the three people I was thinking of. I I think I try not to get involved in in guessing. No, neither do I, but I do have, like, um, my own... I had my own thoughts, you know. And I sort of... I find it really hard to consider as well because I'm, like, so I'm not very... Um, I don't. Know, I don't. I, I. I'm very in the moment. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm quite airheaded, and I think if you had of, I think if you had of asked me, my my two, the two that would have convinced me most would have been 
either Lydia West. Um, yeah, me too. That was or one Tiana Miller. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe someone else from like years and years, or you know, it's it's hard it's hard to say. Maybe someone else from years and years, or it's a sin. I mean, there's loads of people in there I would have liked. Um, but those two would have been the, especially Lydia West. I would have actually, I I wouldn't have been upset if it was Lydia West. At all. I thought it was going to be either Lydia West or Russell Tovey. I was convinced. I was absolutely mm. convinced, and I thought, you know, Russell Tovey, you know, he's a very, he's a safe choice, though. Yeah, I'd feel a lot more mixed about Russell Tovey. As much as I love Russell Tovey, like I actually really love Russell Tovey. I, I've seen me- nearly everything he's ever been in, so I'm, I'm a bit mm. of a Russell Tovey fan. Um, he it would have been a safe choice because Russell's worked with him multiple times. As long as it's not Chris Marshall, I'm fine. Okay, here's the thing: when <laughs> before Jodie was announced, it was there was the rumor was it was Chris Marshall, and I'm a ma- my favorite sitcom of all time is My Family. Like it just is. I have the entire box set. I have the special box set. I bought it specifically because I love it so much. You know. It's not going to be the My Family podcast, I promise. I won't go into it. But I, I love my family so much. And as much as I love my family, Chris Marshall, no. <laughs> no. It's no. just so random people just go, oh, Chris Marshall, he's a bit... It's like all the people who pick like Richard Iowardi. No shade for Richard Iowardi, but everyone goes, oh, he's a bit quirky, he'd be yeah. great. Without sort of any understanding of Richard Iowardi as a person. Or... Yeah. The best, the best one I'd seen was on... I can't remember what day it was. There must have been a specific reason. It might have even been April Fool's. I think mm. it was probably an April Fool's thing. But someone had... You know, you, you know, you get, like, the big finished trailers where they're sort of, like... You get, like, a mixture of kind of, like, 3D-modelled sets with kind of 2D cutouts of people while, like, voiceover plays. No one's actually talking about this voiceover. Yeah. Someone did that, but with Matt Berry as the Doctor. Matt Berry. And sort Matt of Berry? pretended... Uh, what we do in the shadows, oh, IT yeah. crowd, um, uh, and I yeah. love Matt Berry anyway. Toast of London, yeah. And I mean, I can't say he'd be. Gr- I mean, I think he would be good as the Doctor, but I couldn't take him seriously because it's Matt Berry and he's mad. But it was a very, very funny video. If I can find it, um, I think it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter anyway. And I can't remember the Twitter user, but if I find it, we'll like, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, we'll make a note of it. But it's great. It's hilarious, and I think that was the first time I was actually like, oh. Actually, no, I'd quite enjoy this. Like, yeah. he's really good. He's like actually quite funny as the as the doctor. But yeah, I I didn't think it'd ever be Matt Berry. I was convinced convinced Lydia West. Yeah, uh, Lydia West and yeah, Russell Tovey for me, yeah. I also the only thing I'm sad about with Chris Jubble going is that because a, a changeover in showrunner always means like a hard reboot of the era. Yeah. Yeah, the visual look changes, the Writing style changes everything, and that's fine. I like that. I like it when that happens. Yeah. But I'm really, really sad to actually to be losing Mandip Gill. Yeah, I... Okay. I really like Yaz. As much as I... I'm so happy about Shooty's announcement, like, literally so so pleased and thrilled about it, I do think... I actually have a little bit of a different opinion to you. I think... When there's a new Doctor, I do kind of get a little irritated at the constant visual change. I do think it gets a bit annoying, like, especially around, like, Matt and Peter and everything. I did like that Peter kept the TARDIS, though. That made me happy, because I was like, can we just stop changing the TARDIS for five minutes? Because, one, I can't afford to keep buying all these different merch. And, two, I actually love... My second favourite TARDIS is Matt's second TARDIS. Not the first one, not his first one the second no, one neither no <laughs> okay you don't agree but i love no. it i love how small it is in a way and how blue and like i just love it i love the little the bit where you walk around and there's a chalkboard i love that shit give it to me um yeah but yeah i just think i hope we get to keep jody's tardis a little bit longer except that middle panel bit which is absolutely disgraceful and it looks like a rock like a like a sherbet lemon rock thing and i don't like it don't like that bit as long as they, I don't mind. I don't mind them getting rid of the TARDIS because I fucking hate that TARDIS design so much. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, not not because it's not because it's ugly. It's just never it's never well utilized. Like, I no. never see any of it. No, it's true. Um, That's true, actually. Yeah. It's like and there's really nice scenes. Like I really like the end of. Uh, is it the end of? No, what? 
well, it's a part in flux. Mm. And they're sort of sitting in the TARDIS, and there's sort of when when that TARDIS has like softer blue lighting and so it is really nice, and it can yeah. look really nice in there. But they don't use it enough. So if it's like shot decently and captured nicely, I don't mind. But I don't think I'm pretty sure that um, they said a little while ago that it's been it, the set has been dismantled. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. As long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't blow up, I don't care. I just I don't want another repeat of like Matt's first Tardis because Matt's first Tardis interior was just not my favorite. It was giving it was giving plastic, tacky, childish, and I get the childish thing. I totally get Matt's Doctor is childish, but no, I did love the screen though. Sorry, side note, I loved the screen that he had, how it like moved around and it was like. Mm. Everything yeah. like that. But yeah, I just you know, my favourite TARDIS is nine and ten's TARDIS. Like it just it just does what it needs to do and it does it well. Yeah. I actually really like I actually really like the interior of the Fugitive Doctor's TARDIS. Because Ooh, it's the perfect yeah. modernization of what the classic TARDIS is. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know if it would work full time in the show, but it's really nice. But yeah, no, sorry, going back to the Mandip Gill thing. In terms of companion, I'm so excited to see who's going to be cast as a companion or if Mandip's going to stay. I mean, I doubt she will. She's been on the show for a long time now and I think she probably yeah. wants to move on and she's doing that play in the West End now so I think she won't be able to carry on anyway. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, to us, it it's it's three, you know, it's three series and the third one is not particularly long and there's only a bunch of specials but it's been a very, very long time. She has been... I think she's the longest companion that's been on the, in New Who, right? Yeah, yeah, she's taken over uh, Fraser Hines as Jamie as the yeah as the longest serving. Oh, so companion. she's the longest serving companion, full stop, like just straight up. Um, yeah, or she's the longest serving companion just behind Jamie. I can't remember which one. Something it is. like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, it, I think in terms of in terms of years on the show, she's the most serving. In terms of like, I think uh, uh, Jamie still pips her in terms of episode count because you know Patrick Trout and you know there's like forty episodes a season. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think, but yeah, I. Go on, go on. You you have your gush about Mandip Girl because we lo- I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I just really like. I think it's. I think it says so much about her as an actor, where the writing for Yaz consistently is not there. Yes. She's given no depth. She's given nothing to do. The fact she's a police officer never comes up again. Yeah. And, I'm always just glued to her because I think Mandip has a really amazing sort of screen presence and her personality and her enthusiasm sort of always shines through and she plays off Jodie really well you can tell they're friends oh absolutely absolutely they're bringing so much chemistry together and I just really want to see her utilized with also really good writing yeah I I think I agree with you I think look I'll be honest Jodie's companions none of them have really spoken to me like as much as I really I agree with you with Mandy Gill she has a screen presence you can't help but like her. You, there's no like I really do like her, but I've I don't have an emotional connection to her or yeah um or the fam as it were. Oh my god, I just I don't even want to go there. I don't even, guys. Sorry, I've just, I'm going to stop being negative, but I don't even want to go there. But you know, I I, I just can't wait to see as much as I, I agree with you. Like I don't I don't think she was utilized properly at all. And the whole romance with the Doctor and the Az, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Too many to go into right now, so I'm not going to bore you. But I will. I am. I am really excited to see who they're going to get in. I think it would be interesting. Rogue choice, rogue opinion. You tell me what you think, Elliot. I think it would be really interesting to have a season with the Doctor just on his own. Maybe. Mm. That would be new. I... And I know the Doctor is all about having the companion and a friend and everything, but like. Maybe for a few, maybe not the whole season, but like for a few episodes, just having the Doctor on his own figuring shit out, you know. I mean, one of the most, and I won't get into it too deep, but one of the most celebrated stories in the entirety of Doctor Who is the Deadly Assassin, which mm. is the story between the Doctor accidentally leaving Sarah Jane in Aberdeen and the story before the Doctor finds Leela mm. on Planet of Evil, I think. And there's just a story in the middle where he's on his own and he gets recalled to Gallifrey and he's really angry and sort of let off the chain because he doesn't have anybody to play against. Yes. Um, and I really like that. Yeah. I don't particularly like the story, but it's really well celebrated. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to have a, a regeneration story where there's no companion to sort of 
oversee anything. Yeah. And he doesn't immediately make friends. Like, you know, obviously Jody was alone in the TARDIS when... Well, well, Capaldi was alone in the TARDIS when he regenerated, and then Jodie was alone. But she sort of instantly just made the fam right away. Yeah. Because I quite like to see them maybe having to struggle a bit more in trying to sort of find people to connect to. I think I think it would be interesting. I just think it would be really, really cool. I don't know. I do feel like in the last few years, the doc, the shine on the Doctor... It, it, okay, so like for example, you know when Bill was introduced? Yeah. It was all about her because we already knew who Peter was. So that's that's different. That's a different story. I'm talking about when we introduce a new Doctor and a new companion at the same time. It gets really, really... You, it's hard to concentrate on the two yeah. um, separately. Not that you have to, but for me personally, I like to just kind of get to know the characters in their own rights first. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I think it'll be really interesting to just have a, a different dynamic. And I, I, one thing I will say about the fam was having that different, really different vibe. You've got an older guy, a young guy, a young woman, and they're all, like, in a little group together. I think that was really interesting. And having, you know, two of them basically family, you know, like, grandson kind of thing. Um, and I think it will be... I, I think it would be interesting to see the this Doctor with a, with, with a guy, like a man, like two men in the TARDIS. And, you know... Mm. Uh, we obviously, you know, we want as much female representation as possible, but I just think we haven't really done that yet. Yeah. You know, like well, in New Who, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, having like because we've just had we've just had you know Jodie and Mandip in a sort of you know a similar angle. We've had two women leading the TARDIS team for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see the the sort of flip to land dynamic on that. Exactly, and I think you know because we had Rory, but he was with Amy. You know. Yeah. And all of that kind of thing, and Mickey, but he was with Rose. Um, well, connected to Rose anyway. Um, and then Captain Jack, but again, connected to Rose, and yeah. So I think it'd be interesting to have like a guy on the TARDIS. I think that'd be really interesting. You know, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm so, I just, th- this is the most excited I'm going to be about Doctor Who in a long time with this new Doctor and Russell coming back. I'm. Probably going to hold like a viewing party. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm that excited about it. With with regards to companions, I think people talk a lot about how Classic Who had a lot more variety. Yes. And it's true, you know, companions can be plucked from anywhere at any time. And, you know, you just think of like Davison season, you know, Adric is a maths whiz from eSpace and uh, Tegan is a a contemporary uh, flight attendant and Nissa is a you know she's the 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 heiress to the entire planet of Traken she's royalty but they they don't they never really do anything with that and i think like a lot of people are now like oh yeah, earthbound companions are boring and i understand that people get sick of it but for me the companion is sort of the window into the show. Yeah, They're exactly. meant to be the character that you latch onto and relate to. Yeah. And a really good way of making you relate to a companion is by having them be from a contemporary setting that you understand. Yeah, like we are, like, you know, the viewer in a way is the companion and we need to be able to re- relate to them. And I think the problem is that we've not been able to relate to a lot of people at the moment because, again, of that problem of, like, we don't have any freaking backstory or enough understanding of their family and, like, their life on Earth. I think that's part yeah. of the issue that we've been having. Well, we'll, get back to Ru- we'll get back to Russell and it'll be family dinners and arguments and... Yeah, exactly. Contemporary politics. Exactly. And discussion of the working class. I just, I can't wait to just get back. And I know it will happen because this is what Russell does. That is what he is best at, is we, we get to know the companion, their family, their life on Earth, and we have that connection. We have that emotional connection. Like, you know... With Rose, we love Jackie. You know, even Pete, freaking Pete, who's barely in it, and we have this connection to Pete. You yeah. know, Pete, Jake, the 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 Newcastleian who's just in like two episodes, but we love him. Yeah, exactly. And then you know you've got Martha with her that connection that that you know kind of rift between her and her mum and her dad and like her sister and her brother. And, and that's the thing, and it, and it always plays in because Martha's riff and sort of weird relationship with her mum then plays into um, 
Stolnerth journey's end when she uses the Osterhagen key and everybody, uh, or the, the, the teleport thing to use the Osterhagen key and everybody thinks that she's dead or she's not got to safety and it's because the teleporter takes you where she wants to go oh, and it takes her straight to her mother. It always you makes know, me it, cry. That makes me cry. That really does. It's beautiful. But it's great set up and pay off, you know. You're not just learning about their families for the sake of it, you know. Yeah. And Wilf is the word. Wilf, Wilf. Yeah, and like, yeah, with Donna, like Wilf and even, even Donna's mum, like as prop, and you know, with Donna's mum is interesting because a lot of people don't like her, right? But that's interesting. Mm. Because she is a very complex woman. She's a very complex yeah. woman. She's lost her husband. You know, all of that. All of that. She's probably the most realistic of the Ross C. Davis human characters, I think. Absolutely. And and even with, like, Amy and Rory, you get a bit of that understanding of, like, their life on Earth a little bit. You know, even though, like, Amy's parents, you know, we don't really get because, you know, the crack in time and everything. Yeah, but you get Rory's dad and... Yeah, and then I think yeah, exactly. And then I think we tend to we we lose that after Amy and Rory. We just totally lose all of that, completely. Yeah, because Clara's just a bizarre girl out of time. And, and yeah, Bill is great fun, but she has no depth really. Yeah, and you know, there's those two annoying kids that she babysits who are just irritating. Yeah. And then you've got Bill, where it's like, you, she, who knows? Yeah. Nardol, just there. Nardol's just oh god, Nardol flipping it. I forgot about him until just this second, Elliot. Fuck's sake. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Um, Series ten gives gives with one hand, takes with the other. Gives you Bill Potts, but it also gives you Nardol. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, but even with River, like River, like you know, I think with, with River, it it it's, it makes more sense to not understand her background, but yeah. yeah. You get what we're saying. You, you viewers, you get what we're saying. We're excited to have some character development, some depth, <laughs> some background, a little bit of good writing mixed in. We love that. Literally the most basic things you can ask for. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, um, shall, so, shall we do very final thoughts yes. on the announcement? Yes. I, I was very, very excited to have new representation in the show, different representation, it be from an actor who I'm not familiar with because it means that I now have a sort of portfolio to dive back into or mm. not and just completely go in and see their take on the Doctor. Yeah. I think that it could have been basically anybody, any unknown, and I would have gone, oh, okay. But seeing that interview with Russell on the red carpet at the BAFTA, seeing how excited he is, how highly he talks of Shooty, and how he was like, you know, well, we thought we had it, and then he came in and gave, like, the best audition I've ever seen in my life, and yeah. I just knew that he's the Doctor. I can't... You, everything in my head is telling me, you know, you actually you don't know you don't know who Shooty is. You shouldn't get too overexcited for a season of the show. You never know. But there's the louder part of my brain that's just screaming at me. But Russell T. Davis knows that he's good. If Russell T. Davis thinks that he's good and is yeah. the right choice, he is the right choice. Yes. <laughs> and I don't need anything else. If Russell T. Davis likes him, I like him. Yeah. I'm dying to know who the other guy was that they were going to cast. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, we're never going to know that. No, I mean, it might be one of those things in like 20 years' time when there's less, like, when it'll be less yeah. professionally stinging, yeah. you know, then it might be like, oh, but at the moment, yeah, it'd be really bitchy to be like, Oh, but we were going to cast on like Lydia West, you know, yeah. Like. Yeah. Apparently, that I mean, I don't know how much faith you should put in that, but that was like the leaked running list was Shooty, Lydia, and um, say Tiana Miller from Years and Years. Oh yeah. Like apparently, those were the three in contention. Apparently, but you. But you know, we're knows? never going to know that until maybe twenty, like yeah. you said later on. Um, I'm just my closing thoughts. It's just that I'm bloody ecstatic. I, I'm just, I'm so ready for Doctor Who. Sorry, I know I'm going to be guessing uh, far, far in advance, but I'm just excited for Doctor Who to be exciting again and interesting and, and not going into each episode going, oh, I wonder what how much exp uh, exposition we're going to get this time, how much pointless... <laughs> Sonic yeah. screwdriver action we're going to get every five bloody minutes. Oh, my God. Having to just sit there and go, is this episode going to be good? Please let this one be yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. I just I don't want to think that anymore. Like, it's my favourite TV show. Stop ruining it. <laughs> um, but, I will, but we do know one thing for absolute certain. 
Ray Holman, who's the costume, um, the head of costume, he's going to pull it out of the bag. I just know he's going to do something so interesting for Shooty. Like, he's going to pull it out of the bag. Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't be even upset with the kind of, with a, an outfit, almost almost like the Fugitive Doctor. I really oh, like that kind yeah. of loud oh. shirt, but kind of muted. The sunglasses. Like. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it so much. But of course, it's going to go by so quickly. Jodie Whittaker is still the Doctor. Yeah. There was a lot of bizarre write-ups yesterday that were like, uh, Shooty is replacing Jodie Whittaker. And it's like, well, that seems like a really deceptive and quite yeah. mean way to word it. Um, Jodie still the Doctor. Still a special coming out in November. Is it the centenary? I, I think, think it's October, October November. isn't it? October. October, November. One of the two. Um, and we're waiting for the centenary. That time will go by so so quickly. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Question. Sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Have they already shot the regeneration with Shooty then? Because he found out in no in sorry in February. I would I would imagine that they must have they they must have shot his regeneration in February. They must have because like but but Jodie finished filming way before then. So how how does that work? I mean, I assume now it's probably quite it's probably quite easy, isn't it? Now I must you must just be able to like have probably you probably just have like tracking dots on her face, and then get him in later before you dismantle the sets and everything. Give him the costume and sort of you know. You probably don't. You probably don't even need them in the same room at all. Or you just get her to sneeze, and then he <laughs> like, comes up. Yeah. Yeah. God, and go. Oh, kidneys! I've got new kidneys. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not sure. You know, that's the thing. You don't even know how. We don't even know what the regeneration is going to look like or feel like. So, but I would okay. imagine that they have already shot Shooty's regeneration. Yeah, or Jodie's regeneration. Clo- closing question for you. I just, okay. I'm just, I'm just so. Curious to know what you think. What is your... okay? Your favorite regeneration so far? Ooh, from from new or classic? I don't care. Just give me one. Can I pick two? Yes. Oh, go on then. Go on then. Okay, only because they're for different reasons. So I mean, it's either it's either the the emotional crippling ending swelling of David Tennant's "I Don't Want to Go" with massive blasts of light and fire and nonsense religious it was religious or i really really like the beautiful the beautiful simplicity honestly of tom baker's when like the watcher is following him throughout the whole of his last story and then when he dies and he falls off the falls off the telescope and he looks at the watcher and he just says the moment's been prepared for and then the watcher comes and lays down with him and transforms him into peter davison and that's really beautiful and he looks like kind of white Kind of, yeah, it's really yeah. creepy. It's so creepy, it's a really but good, it's cool. It's a really good way of doing regeneration, in my opinion. I agree. Um, but for me, there's one answer. Okay. It's it's my favourite. It's the best. Nine's regeneration into ten. It's my favourite. I mean, it's up there, isn't it? Barcelona. Barcelona. And it was it's just... Barcelona? The, it's just... Because I, a nine's farewell, we will get into it in the in that episode review. His little farewell to Rose was sad oh. but hopeful, and that's all I want. I want sad but hopeful because you have to you have to you know show like I was pretty good. I did my thing. I'm going now, and it's sad. But you know what? You've got some cool stuff ahead of you. That's all I want yeah. from your regeneration. You can always feel Chris Eccleston saying it rather than yeah, yeah. Like, doctor. you know, you were fantastic. And do you know what? I was as well. Low-key. Yeah. That Obviously, exact wording. Exact wording there. But low-key, so was I. <laughs> my, uh, my, my surprise hot take runner-up actually would probably be Derek Jacobi regenerating into <laughs> John Sims Master. Oh, I didn't actually say Doctor Regeneration. I just said Regeneration. So cheeky. Mm. Yeah. I love the weird rainbow effects. I love the fact that John Sims screams like he's in pain as it happens. It's actually quite... Do you know what? I've changed my answer. That's my favourite. <laughs> Just the master. Reborn. And then you'll... Oh, you'll get to see how much we love Utopia. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so... So, yeah, I mean, time is going to, time's going to go so quickly. We've got the centenary to look forward to. Jodie Whittaker's still the Doctor. The centenary 
even if it's bad, will be at least interesting. Ace is there, uh, so I who have, gives a shit? I love Ace. I love Tegan. I'm very, very excited against my better judgment. But, you know, hey, I really enjoyed Eve of the Daleks. I like Flux. Yeah. Legends of the Sea Devils is maybe just a fluke. Like, I'm genuinely very excited for the Same. centenary. And then once the centenary is over, I mean, everything else is happening in 2023. So, you know, the centenary is October, November. It's only going to be a couple of months. And then we're going to be prime getting ready for the 60th. Exactly. In sort of the middle of 2023. Like, exactly. It's going to be amazing. I'm honestly, the thing I'm most excited about in the centenary, and this may sound like a negative and it's not, I promise, it's just hearing Tegan say TARDIS. I love how she says TARDIS. TARDIS? Raggedy old TARDIS? TARDIS. It's yeah. beautiful. TARDIS. I just, I rewatched The Five Doctors recently. Um, mm. And, because I love that episode. Um, and just Tegan. I just love Tegan. She just makes me laugh. I, she makes me Tegan's laugh. Tegan's amazing. She just yeah. makes me absolutely cackle. <laughs> yeah, so I hope she gets to do something. Yeah, I just hope they both have their moment. And, you know, so, yeah, Shooty is the 14th Doctor. Shooty is the 14th Doctor. And I believe that, yeah, we'll see him in action, hopefully, at the end of this year, in the centenary. God, I'm excited. And then, even if we don't, end of next year for the 60th. Exactly. I mean, the 60th must broadcast in you know, October when... Yeah. No, no, November, sorry, when when the actual 60th anniversary of the show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, incredibly excited. Just excited all around. And we will... I think what we'll do is, in terms of the structure of the podcast, next episode will be... Unless there's another bloody announcement with a companion really soon, then <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, the next episode, we'll be talking about End of the World. Yeah. Yeah. And... um. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You. <laughs> stop it. Um, and yeah, so that we're going to continue with that. And I think as new episodes come out, we'll probably talk about those as they come out as well, because it's exciting to talk yes. about things as, when they come out. So we'll talk about the centenary special in October when that's out as well. When it comes out. In between. And hopefully by yeah. that point, we're well into series two. Yes, exactly. At the very least. Exactly. But yeah, so... In the meantime, I give you air from my lungs. <sighs> Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.